Nick and Corey in the morning. Good morning. Welcome to episode 23, I think, of the Nick and Corey in the morning podcast, the LeBron episode. Uh, here with me, as always, is Corey. Hello, Corey. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, and I'm here, and that's it. We haven't had just the two of us in a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> we just did that. Uh, so this was supposed to come out on Thursday, but uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent came out on Thursday. So now we're doing this today. And then Top Gun Maverick's going to come out on Thursday. And we'll be everything will be fixed. We just took Memorial Day off. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw the first Top Gun ahead of the second Top Gun. And uh, do you have anything you want to talk about or do you want to hop right into it? I know we're kind of crunched on time. Go Celtics. Let's hear about them C's. Okay. I do have a funny story and I'll make okay. it short because it is relating to the Celtics. The other day, so my friend Akash came um, home uh, into Naples and uh, it was very like a last minute surprise kind of thing. Like, hey, I'm coming down. Um, uh, everybody get your fuck, get ready. I want to see everybody kind of thing. Like we're getting the gang back together. And uh, we go over to um, where he's staying at because he's staying at um, some friends of his that are away. So they get their house, their apartment. And we had some red solo cups. So we started playing beer pong and we were playing at, their, at his table. And I was playing against this other guy. And I, I was talking to this other guy about Celtics for a while before we started playing. It was down to the last cup. And I had been awful all game, like not making my shots, like just, just, it was a tough game. Like, and it was one, one, like we both had one cup on either side of the table and he goes over, he start. he says, Hey, if you don't make this fucking cup, the Celtics lose in the finals. I fucking drained that shit. And then I said, Celtics and seven biatch. Seven. Yeah. I think it's going to go to seven. No, I agree with you. This is probably going the distance. But, you know, I'm confident that they'll make it, but it'll be a it'll be tooth and nail. It'll be a it will be a tough one. I feel good after game one. I thought we were gonna get blown out just because the Warriors had a week of rest. Nobody on the Celtics had ever played in the finals game before. Mm-hmm. I just thought like we're just gonna come out sluggish and that's fine. It's only game one. But the fact that we're already able to still home court makes me feel okay inside. Oh, yeah. And even that oh, first yeah. quarter where Steph was on fire, set the record for most threes made in the quarter. And I don't know if it was in the playoffs or finals, whatever it was with this, yeah, mm-hmm. I think 21 or 24, something like that in the first quarter. Yeah. We were down by four. Going to the half, right? We were or down by four at the, at the end of that quarter. After oh, really? Steph going off like that. Yeah, yeah. It was 32 to 28. Okay. Okay. I think that was the coolest part about game one. And that's what made it exciting. Anytime something explosive happened offensively on one side of the court, something like explosive happened on the other side of the court. Like it was going back and forth constantly. It wasn't like one side had like a huge favor yet. It was just certain players were getting really hot like stuff. Oh yeah. Um, Horford got hot. Derek White got hot. Oh yeah. They all had Derek their White. waves. Happy yeah. for him. Yeah. Great um, midseason acquisition. Guess who's out for game two? Is it on the Celtics? No, Warriors. Okay. Um, anything? Is it Andre Godala? I want Iguodala. No. Yeah, he's out. That's so sad. I when I was home that last weekend, I was trying to find my Iguodala jersey, but I couldn't find it. Dang. Would have been. Would have loved to just rock the retro Sixers Iguodala jersey, youth <laughs> youth large. That is the definition of like peak jersey buying. It's just like while you're like kind of young, it's like youth large. Yep, I get it. Actually, it was it was my brother's, and then he outgrew it, and it ended up in my closet. I don't my know brother, where it is now, but my brother has a um a youth XL. Uh, Chara jersey, the um, Bruins player, but now he was last year he was on the Islanders, and then this year he's on the Capitals. Okay. And uh, 
he's played for a while. And it's like one of those things where it's, it's just funny to see like players move on to a different organization. Cause he also has a Red Sox Jersey, but it was Mookie and it was the oh. year before he got traded. RIP. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick. Just saw that the lightning one. So go bolts, go bolts. I Hashtag saw that too. Eight one three. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very nervous about that series right yeah, now. I don't feel good. I don't feel good at all. But it's fine. Yeah. We live. Yeah, we'll be fine. They they will lose so Boston can win. That's why yes. I was telling myself about the Phillies. And now we're good again. So now the Phillies are who hot. Who the fuck knows? Maybe the Phillies will have like a a Celtics comeback where it's just like they just start going absolutely ballistic and keep winning. Don't give me hope. I'll inflate it, bro. I already gave myself hope. I said before we started this podcast that uh, we're a playoff team again. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it took one series. I'm all the way back. I'm all the way. Come on, motherfuckers. Yeah. We're going. Going the distance. Oh, yeah. Um, you want to hop into this movie? Would love to. Top Gun. Rated PG. Say, so, yeah. Is it? It is, yeah. What? Okay, I guess like, oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah it was fair enough. Clean, didn't really cost. There was nothing True. violent. Nothing crazy. That one yeah. sex scene, kind of. Oh, yeah. Yep. What are um, you talking about? So, action movie. Uh, action movie, right? That's right, right? I would action, call that yeah. action. Yeah. Hundred percent. Uh, fighter pilot movie. Not a lot of them. Really cool. Uh, starring Tom Cruise, Val Kilmer, mm-hmm. Kelly McGillis, Anthony Edwards as Goose. Yes. Uh, you want to hop down, hop into the breakdown, the rundown? What do we call it? The, the debrief. debrief. What the fuck, dude? Sorry. No worries. It's been and a yeah. while. Yeah. Uh, Top Gun is about um, Tom Cruise. And he plays the character Maverick. That's his call sign. And him and his wingman Goose are um they're supposed to be the best of the best so they go to this school that's referred to as top gun where the most experienced and most talented um pilots train in the art of dog fighting and the art of like piloting jets pretty much and it's a story about how like they rise in their like academic that school and try to like i don't know what i don't know if it's graduate but like finish the course and then move on to like active service or like something beyond the school, something to use their talents for, or come back as an instructor. You know, that's like, they always say like the best of best come back as instructors too. And um, Val Kilmer plays one of the rivals in the school. And it's just that dynamic. I don't know how else to describe it, I think. So really quickly, I had a story I forgot but now is an appropriate time. Okay. I go to trivia weekly. I've gone three times now. And every time there's a movie question, I say, I have a movie podcast. And I've yet to get one right. Oh, that's not true. I've gotten a few right. But like they were fucking Mickey Mouse questions. I, I bet. Um, but the, the, the final question, which is like supposed to be hard as shit and like you wager points. Mm-hmm. The first time we went was putting these four Tom Cruise movies in order of release. I had never heard of any of them. Um, so then I had I was starting up a little bit on Tom Cruise. And the second time I had gone, we had a Tom Cruise question that I got wrong again. Oh. And then uh, I went like balls deep into Tom Cruise's discography before we went this past week because I just knew Top Gun just came out. Like there's going to be a Tom Cruise question. This is the week for a Tom Cruise question. I I had read things about Top Gun that I will never read about any other movie just because I was prepared for a Top Gun Tom Cruise question. You were going to win. I was getting this fucking question right. And... uh, our halftime question was a movie-related question, and it was uh, the same format that they do for the last one. It's normally like put these things in order or something like this. This was a little different. It was 
uh, name four out of the five movies that have made over $2 billion worldwide. Bonus points if you can get all five. So nothing to do with Tom Cruise. Oh, that sucks. I got all five. Okay. And what so, was it again? It was top it was, five movies. Yeah. That... Five movies. There are only five that have made over $2 billion without inflation worldwide. Okay. So, Avatar? Uh, Endgame? Infinity War? Uh, Titanic? And... Oh, the fifth one. I'm not sure. I feel like it's right in my face. I'm not saying it. I rattled those four off right away. Yeah. And then I had said the fifth one and I fucking battled with Alex over it. And then they finally caved and put it down. And it was right. Mm. Toy Story 3. Was that your final answer? Yeah. Force Awakens. Oh, he kept saying, yeah. no, no one likes those movies. They're bad. It doesn't fucking matter if it it's a bad matter. movie. Yeah, it was no. the most anticipated movie of, That's aside that, from yeah, Endgame, yeah. the most anticipated movie of my lifetime. It's a big release. That's for sure. Yeah. It was talked about a lot. Yeah. It doesn't have I, to be good. No. Yeah. That's okay. crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. F9 hey, least- was dog shit and that did what like 800 million yeah star wars star wars branded 726 f9 during the pandemic worldwide Mm. gotcha that's actually that's pretty insane to think about but yeah i get it 100 get it furious 8 1.2 billion that movie was shit fate of the furious (laughs) sorry yeah fan four (laughs) stick Just tell me, oh, fucking, that didn't do anything because the movie's bad. Fuck you. It was right. And then we were in first at halftime and we blew it. No. Yeah. That's tough. First to third in the second half. That seems to be my specialty. Oh, no. Yep. Hey, you'll get them one day. Yeah, we will. One, one day. One day. Anyway, there you go, Alex. There's your shout out. Yeah. Hell yeah, okay. man. Top Gun. Tom Cruise. What are your opinions? Am I supposed to say good or bad, or do you want me to go on a spiel? Go on a spiel. I want to. I want to hear the full thing. Because right. I guess a little preface to our our audience. I'm not super high on Tom Cruise. However, um, in the lead up to uh, Top Gun, we have been talking about Tom Cruise a lot and just like who he is as an actor and that sort of thing. And um, I. I feel like hearing both sides is good. So I want to start off with, I don't think he's a very good person. Fair enough. I also want to follow that up with, I don't really give a shit. Because okay. <laughs> shitty people make content that I like all the time. And I like them for what they produce, whether it's music, movies, TV, stand-up, whatever. And that's it. I don't have to like you outside of that. I just have to like you for that. There are people that you work with that you fucking hate, but they do a good job at their work. So like you respect them and you appreciate what they do for you at work. And I Very want- much so a uh, separation of art from the artist. Yeah. I want to make that clear. Tom Cruise, this is going to upset Corey. When I think of the word movie star, mm-hmm. I think of Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's some sort of like world-class actor. I don't think he's, you know, the most talented actor on the planet. I don't think he's um, the most sought after celebrity. Um, but I think he understands what it means to be a true movie star and make big, huge blockbuster put butts in seats movies. Mm-hmm. And he's fucking entertaining. When he was younger, he was a lot better of an actor. When you think about like Risky Business, um, The Outsiders, mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, what the fu- Rain Man, 
Like he's yeah. a, even like the early Mission Impossible movies before they were all stunt driven and it was more focused on yes. like the plot and the spy playing into the espionage of it all. Yeah. He was a pretty good actor. Um, I think now he's gotten away with that, gotten away from that in that he doesn't have to do a good job to put butts in seats because you know he's doing every single one of his stunts and they're going to be as crazy as they possibly can be. And I really respect the dedication to that craft because there's truly nobody like that. I mean, he's mm. almost 60 he's like years 50. old. Oh, really? I think he's like 58, to be honest. Okay. With you. I mean, this movie I believe was it. damn near 40 years ago. I know too. Like uh, another thing like that is uh, I'm not, it's Morbin time not to bring up Morbius again. 59 but... turned 60 July 3rd. Jesus. Like Jared Leto is like 50 or something like that. And he's shredded. I mean, it's like, it's that thing where it's just like, I feel like a lot of actors just don't age. Yeah, no, it's, it's crazy how like Tom Cruise is what he is. Mm-hmm. And I, re- I really respect that. Um, Cause there just aren't many people that do that and go to those extremes anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'll let you take the floor. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with the sentiment of him being a uh, movie star. I think that's very, that's, that's the perfect thing to, I think that's the perfect um, idea of what that word means um, because it's very much so like, a, I'm going to this movie, you know, you refer to Top Gun as like, oh yeah, Tom Cruise movie. Or like anytime you say like, oh, this is X, X's movie, you know, like Will Smith's movie. Uh, Ryan Reynolds' movie, whatever, you know, like you just go on that list where it's just like, oh, it's because this big name is in it and that's their movie. And I appreciate that a lot. I like the the um the polish that are on these blockbuster movies. Like everything feels really tight, everything feels really like thought out, planned, executed well. I just think that he doesn't do a lot of he doesn't have like a a range that he maybe once did like he can't be doing the, i feel like a lot of like screenplays where like he is the main character it's just just be yourself thing it's just all right just be tom cruise in this scene and that's fine i'm okay with that it's just i don't i don't respect it as much because i think i want more of a range from actors i want them to be somebody else but I'm willing to give like an up a pass, you know, it's like, I can still enjoy this. I can still be entertained by what I'm watching, but maybe I won't think of it as highly as other things. Now, knowing that he has flirted with that range in the past, does that change your mind at all? Or is it like, I live in the present? So it just makes me sad. That's kind of, it makes me like disappointed that, he can't go back on that. Like, um, you know, um, Rain Man, I think of, of as like a movie that I watched where it was very cool to see him kind of, he is still very much playing Tom Cruise, but it's like, it does feel different. Even in, in this version of Top Gun, in the original, it feels like, yeah, he's Tom Cruise, but his like smile, the way he carries himself, he is so much this, this pilot, this arrogant student who... Like, like the namesake, like his call sign, he's a maverick. He's a crazy man. Like he's just, he's, he goes off the rails. Like it, it's, it's cool to see him like do these like outrageous things flying. And like you, you get a sense of like who he is, even though he's not necessarily like different from Tom Cruise, the person. Um, even one of my favorite movies that Tom Cruise has been in is Minority Report. And it's a sci-fi movie where he plays a cop. And it's like, it's that thing where it's like, he plays a very similar character in a lot of his movies, like works in some sort of like law enforcement or some sort of like agent role where he has a gun or he is doing some sort of action sequence. He's on the run. He is chasing somebody down. He's doing something. And that's fine. I, I, I think it's cool to have, it's fine to have like maybe a typecast to a degree. It just, in some movies, he seems to, care more about being somebody else and like getting immersed in the role but then other movies especially recently which you know i feel like that's just acting the more you've been in the business the less that you maybe 
the more you're afforded to like care less about like maybe a project or something or being a new character. Um, but it just kind of makes me disappointed that he doesn't put the same range. Granted, I haven't seen the new Top Gun yet, so I, you know, I, I don't know what to expect. Kind of. Yeah, that's fair. I wish we talked about this movie before I watched Top Gun Maverick, but I'm really glad that I watched Top Gun Maverick already. Um, yeah. But that's all I'll say about that right now. Uh, this movie came out damn near 40 years ago, so spoiler alert. We're not going to beat mm-hmm. around the bush at all. Uh, this is, I watched this movie, movie for the first time a week ago. I wasn't, I hadn't already seen Top Gun less than a week ago damn but oh man dude this was the word that came to my mind when i was done watching this was classic 100 percent. this is like such a 80s like feel good kind of like just i guess we can use the word retro at this point it was almost 40 years ago oh yeah experience i love that when I think of this movie, I just think of like aviator sunglasses and, you know, red, white, and blue stripes and just like that feel of that era of being very like, you know, supporting the troops kind of mentality, but at the same time, like having fun. I don't know. It's a like one of the most quoted lines in the movie is just the, I got a need, a need. For speed. speed. It's a classic line. And you you get if you were to tell someone like that's the line, like that's the major line in the movie, like most quoted line, people would be like, Oh, it it just sounds like they're having fun flying paint planes, you know? Like that's that's the thing. There yeah. are there are several things from this movie that I didn't I I knew of that I didn't realize was from Top Gun. Like that line, the need for speed. Really? Talk, talk to me goose i had heard that i don't know like a lot enough times in my life yeah. i didn't know that was from top gun no but yeah. i've been saying it yeah like hourly for the last week talk to me goose talk to me goose i'll probably hit you with a few more talk to me gooses during this episode right um the aviators like i i knew like i knew what the character looked like um i'm under the impression that like this movie started that trend mm-hmm. okay yeah that's really cool. Um, I'm not going to make any comments about Danger Zone. You don't even need to. Yeah, but I mean, I'm sure you can assume where I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I let me let me backtrack. I knew Danger Zone was from a movie. I didn't know it was from Top Gun, but I also yeah. I knew that before watching it. I just learned it within. First five six, seconds within, of the, within the last like six months, uh-huh. I learned that okay. it was made for Top Gun. Yeah, actually, okay. it was. It's when I was rewatching Neil Patrick Harris's show, second show, um, "How I Met Your Mother," uh, for Halloween. He's he's Pete Maverick, and he walks. He knocks on uh, Ted's door, and Ted opens the door, and he's standing there with a, uh, a um, like a speaker dressed okay. in dressed as p maverick playing danger zone and that's when i was like oh fuck <laughs> yeah that's the thing the music choices fit the role of the movie so well too it's like one of those things where it's like separating the movie from the music is like you that's a thing that makes this movie so well executed in my opinion like as a even as a blockbuster um, and that, that I think the reason why it gets that classic title, like it is a classic action movie. Everything feels perfect or like well executed in this movie where it's like, all right, the music is how the characters feel. It's how the action feels. It's how like the surroundings feel, how like being in the school feels. Everything feels <laughs> like a action movie and it's done so well. I think, I think it's, it is one of those few movies where um, I, maybe I don't agree with like casting or maybe I don't like near, like the main character or like the, the actor portraying them. But I can be unbiased and say like, I just like the movie. I think it's fun. Fun is the perfect word. Yeah. The, the Top Gun theme, by the way, mm-hmm. 
one of the best themes for a movie that's not uh john williams yeah i think so too i think it's a it's just recognizable oh yeah i get get goosebumps when i heard it in the theater for the first time it's a nice one yeah that's for sure but i know that's covering maverick and we don't want to do that right now but i just i love the theme gotcha uh yeah switching gears um I said before that I wanted to talk a lot about Goose. Talk to me, Goose. So talk to me, Goose. <laughs> Dude, such a cool character. He is the wingman. He's the definition of a wingman. He's the heart of this movie. He really is. It's like the the relationship that they build for him and Maverick throughout the, like from the very beginning of the movie. It feels so real. It feels like, you know, these are two great friends. Like these, these, these two have known each other for a long time. They want to see each, each other succeed in different ways. And it's it's just really cool to see like that relationship develop throughout the movie. Yeah, it felt... I can't think of an instance where two characters have felt more like best friends than Goose and Maverick. I'm trying yeah. to think like maybe... Not even like Ron and Harry. And you watch them grow for seven years. Yeah. It feels so like mutual. It doesn't feel like, yeah, obviously, like Maverick is the main guy, you know, but it goose feels like he almost steals the show in a way. Like, it's just like anytime he's on screen, when, like, I don't know, if you're still here and you haven't, this hasn't been spoiled for you yet, when he passes away and what? Um, yeah, I didn't finish oh, the movie. Mind blown. Yeah. When, when goose dies, um, uh, even Iceman, he, he goes like, you know, everyone, everyone around here loved Goose. That's a given. And it's it's true. Like anytime he's on screen, it's like this this the scene gets better. He adds some sort of funny dialogue. He's talking to Maverick. He's doing something that enhances the scene. His laugh, dude. There was great. I, I think Iceman made like some snarky comment to them at some point. Mm-hmm. And Goose lets out like a cackle, bro. Dumbest laugh I had ever heard. Yeah. And it just made me smile. It's good. Yeah. And when they're yeah. he's playing great balls of fire on uh the piano. The piano. That was that was emotional. I think maybe hot take. I think them saying um you lost that love and feeling at the beginning of the movie is a better sing-along song than the great balls of fire, even though I like both of them. Fair fair it was cool him and his kid and his wife at the table and they're just like having a great time in that scene it's it's very it feels warm you know it it feels very nice like you're watching a home movie play out in front of your eyes that's like to me that scene specifically made me feel like this movie can play to all audiences Mm -hmm. like typically you think like oh action movie know for the for the guys for the men whatever this is a movie the whole family can watch and enjoy you know like there are a lot of nice wholesome moments a lot of awesome characters and just like you you get how close they get specifically like goose and maverick because you don't i mean them and ice him and Iceman stay rivals the whole time but like you feel that closeness that friendship even with uh maverick and charlie I think at the end. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the love interest's name. Correct. Uh, I think it's, let me, let me, Oh, shoot. Line, line, hold on. Line, line. I actually don't remember her name. Top gun. Uh, uh, give me IMDB. Give me IMDB. IMDB. We're on it. Goose. We're on it. Charlie. Yes. Kelly McGinnis. Okay. Like you just, they get so, you know, you know, you know, close. Yeah. Family. There are, I don't, I don't want to, I don't know if I, I don't want to kill the vibe necessarily. Kill but it. Maybe kill it like some things I don't, some things I don't like about um, Top Gun specifically is that scene where it's just like it's very super 80s like the lighting like it looks like 
Tom Cruise is eating her face on the ground, just oh. like they're just making out, and it's like they're so yeah, that is something I can do without. Like that's a part of the movie that I'm just like, all right. The the boner jams, eighty music playing in the background. Um, that is, I like their relationship, and I like how it's de- developed throughout the movie. I could have gone without that scene, maybe. I know that's there's they, I know like it, it adds more spice to the movie. Like it's like a nice uh, slower scene, but um, I think it kind of detracts from the movie. I get what you mean. I didn't hate it, but like there are much better romance scenes in movies. Mm-hmm. They always kind of like, I don't want to say kill the pace, but there's always a shift. Oh, yeah. Whenever something like that happens. I agree. I, yeah. uh, sorry, go on. No, no, you go ahead. No, you go. It's another topic. Okay. Then take it to another topic. Okay. Another thing I didn't necessarily like love like a reason why maybe top gun isn't something that i put in like a daily rotation where it's just like you know gotta get that one on dvd you know it's not that's not something that i think of in my head um it's because i'm not super entertained by the action a lot of the time and that's maybe because i just get confused about what is actually happening the last dogfight of the movie it makes zero sense like i can't make sense of anything that is actually happening all I know is like you you look on the radar, shows two blips, and you're like, oh my god, it's a pair of pair of jets flying out. And then it multiplies into six planes on the radar, and it's like, oh fuck, there's six of them, and then like they're outnumbered. And then all you know is that one plane goes down and it's just Iceman by himself, and then Maverick is flying up to go and help him. And then all you just see is planes just start exploding. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, another one's down, another one's down, and they're just like taking them out one by one. I just, I hate how I can't follow anything that's going on. I know that's probably like a limitation of having a dog fight where it's like, well, how else would you direct it? You know, like, would you have them like flying around the sky and being like super far away in a wide zoom, you know? Um, I just don't like how quick it is because I don't know what exactly is happening. So the final dog fight, I was able to follow pretty well, but in the beginning when they're flying and they do the invert, yeah, uh, they go inverted over top of the plane and they take the picture and uh-huh. give them the bird. Uh, that I like, I had a really hard time following that and understanding that. And I was actually super nervous, like 10 minutes in, thinking, Oh no, I'm not gonna like this because I just was having a tough time following it all. But yeah. as, as it went on, I was having an easier time, you know, understanding it all. But I think this movie, I'm sure at its time the action aspects of it It, is what sold it yeah but for me watching it now in 2022 it was the character specifically goose and their relationships and seeing them grow i agree with that i mean you know i'm a sucker for characters i think it's what what i think is good about those scenes is that it is exciting you never feel like bored obviously it's just like they're constantly flying around jets are flying behind them um like Maverick's like, get eyes on him, Goose, get eyes on him. And they're like frantically look, looking around in the cockpit, like looking for the plane to just like zoom by them. Um, like, I get how it's exciting. I just wish it made more sense, like what I was looking at. Um, but I understand that it's a limitation of the time, you know, like that's something that like, how else would you direct that kind of mentality? Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't think that takes a lot away from it, but it's just something that like, I'm like more hesitant to like put it on, I guess. Um, I have a take. I don't know okay. if it's a weird take, a bad take. I don't know what. I just have a take. Okay. I liked the volleyball scene. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because my favorite part of cross country and track all through high school was the days where we did our team bonding bullshit and like we took one day where we weren't busting our ass doing a road run or you know our long days our track workouts snow meets whatever there was one day every season 
where we would just like we would just play flag football or well two hand touch I guess or mm-hmm. ultimate frisbee and it was just like everything gets put aside and it's just everyone out there just having fun and like forgetting about all the bullshit and that really reminded me of of that like just taking that one day to not think about all that hard work you're putting in and just enjoy yourselves. Hmm. I think that's, that's fair. And I, I think that's a, a good reason to like that scene. I just don't ha- have that same experience. Like I don't have that, those same feelings. So it comes when they, they're just randomly playing volleyball at first. I'm like, okay, this is kind of fun. But then every time I watch it afterwards, I'm just like, it's not really super necessary to anything. It, it takes, it's like a break in the movie almost. It's like, it is the moment where you should go to the bathroom. Yeah. Which we'll talk <laughs> about that when we talk about Top Gun Maverick, but yeah, it is a hundred percent the time where you're like, all right, when you see Val Kilmer spinning the volleyball on his finger and, it, and he's like, serves up boys. And it's like, all right, I'm going to the bathroom. I'll, so, see, hey, you I'll see you guys. Yeah. Come um, when it's done the noises i thought were funny in the volleyball like especially anytime like tom cruise would spike it just go yeah yeah coming at you it's shit like that it's just like such 80s like cheese but in a good way and i love Um, like the the celebrations they had with each other too you you, (laughs) all right (laughs) all right guy but like you could tell that they're buddies oh yeah i definitely it it's it's a nice scene and it, it's kind of i don't want it to be gone from the movie it's so it's also another iconic scene where people like think of top gun i feel like they think of the volleyball scene um but to me it's not necessarily like my favorite part of the movie um i think it's nice or whatever but i, I if i'm not paying attention in that scene then it's it's fine you know i, I can do with it or you know, I can live with it or I can live without it kind of thing. It's a time you would check your phone. I think it adds to the, uh, <laughs> there's like a theory that Top Gun is secretly about like, uh, Oh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, mm, like sexuality. Yeah. And so there's this thing that it's like, well, actually everyone at Top Gun is gay because <laughs> they're always shirtless and always talking to each other. Like, hard eye contact with like no clothes on pretty much except for like underwear mm-hmm. and uh and you have to say about the navy the in my notes i put top gun is gay <laughs> and i just took out of context lines because i thought they were funny i only have two because i forgot about it <laughs> but That's one of them better. is one of them is i want some butts <laughs> <laughs> yep i watched and the video uh, earlier today that highlighted that line i want some butts and it's the uh the tower guy when they're doing the flyby and uh he spills coffee on himself and he's like really pissed off at maverick and he's like i want butts i want butts <laughs> um and then the other one is when the when jester the the um teacher at Topcon says uh is trying to convince maverick to go back and finish school or whatever he goes I bet you're expecting me to blow some sunshine up your ass. <laughs> he says those words for Adam. And granted, oh. there was, I'm pretty sure there was another half to that line. I just thought it was so funny that I was like, all right, I got to add that one. We don't need to worry about the other half. That's yeah. not how, that's not how reporters work. <laughs> they just, they want the headline. That's all, that's all that matters. Oh yeah. I, uh, man, I enjoyed this movie, Corey. I am entertained by it. Right. You know, I, I I think it's well made enough to the point where I like I'll sit down and watch it and I it is definitely a classic and I am I'm pretty excited to see the second one now. Um but it's not necessarily something I put on just for fun. Fair. And n- now that Top Gun Maverick exists, I don't know how often I would revisit this, to be mm-hmm. honest. Um but I'm happy I watched this. I like Tom Cruise's character a lot, by the way. I know you were Maverick. saying, yeah, I know you were saying when you were doing your Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise discussion mm-hmm. um, that like he's playing 
like he's still being Tom Cruise, but like there's more to it. Yeah. I felt the same way. It's, it's, you know, there's a certain charm to him. Yeah. It's more subtle in this movie, I think, than in uh, like maybe his more recent movies. It feels like he is still Tom Cruise, but he's such like a, the way he holds himself and like the way he's talking to people, the, the, the random bursts of like excitement or like, you know, his, his charisma just shows in, in a different way that isn't necessarily Tom Cruise, but it is Tom Cruise kind of thing. Do you know what it is? Sure. Hit me with it. They don't try and hide that he's shorter than everybody else in this movie. Oh, not at all. No. And I think that's what it is. Like he's standing there all like standing tall, smiling and proud and whatnot, just being like six inches shorter than everybody else. Oh, yeah. Like looking up to Iceman as they're talking in the locker room. Yeah. It's just like, you know, you're not shit, Maverick. You get people in trouble, trouble Maverick. And then he's just like, well, fuck you, Iceman. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think that might be what it is. Fair enough. They they're they could go down the rabbit hole of him being like Napoleon Syndrome, where it's just like he has something to prove because he has be small in stature or whatever, or like make that like a funny talking point. But they never do. No. I gotta say, I also really like Val Kilmer as Iceman. Yeah. He's Iceman. He's not, there's not a lot to his character. And um, it could just be that I'm a big fan of Val Kilmer because he's he's another one of those like action icons. Um, but I think he's a good rival. He's probably the biggest antagonist in this movie, yet he's not like a bad guy. Like every no. single thing he does, every single thing he says, it's wanting to get the most out of Maverick. And like, so that way the United States Navy is getting the most out of Maverick. The people he is flying with are getting the most out of Maverick. You know, it's not like I'm the antagonist because I'm a dick. I'm a bad guy. I want you to fail. It's like, I'm, I'm trying to motivate you to be better. Yes. Yeah. Use the word rival. That's perfect. He disagrees with the way Maverick does things. But even at the end of the movie, they come to a shared respect. And he's like, you can be my wingman any day. You know, it's a, it, they come to an understanding to each other. And I think that's what makes him kind of like a cool character because you don't like him, but you understand like his side of things. So you understand like why he doesn't like Maverick. Yeah. Uh, the Universal Transformers ride ends with, you can ride with us anytime. Right, and that's what I thought of at that point of the movie. Was that referencing Top Gun? Probably not, not, but I mean, they do. They do say they do have some out of pocket things in the Transformers line too. (laughs) That's true. They they tell people, "What is that? Is that a churro?" (laughs) That's the one thing I remember. (laughs) They they get uh, more courageous. We'll use that word. Yes courageous yeah. courageous oh yeah sorry sorry goose no did we do enough goose appreciation um he's good i love goose uh yeah. i the way he dies is super impactful to the movie too like the scene of him like breaking his neck and how quick it is it's so shocking like yeah i, I remember the feeling of because it wasn't goose dying wasn't spoiled to me before watching the movie so everything i watched was like for the first time and me neither seeing him like break his neck on the cockpit like window i was like horrified i was like holy shit it's so out of nowhere and he's such a beloved character and like the movie feels like tone tone change immediately the rest of the movie feels so much different and um it adds a lot. It, the, the stakes of that scene were super dramatic. I didn't really think that Goose would die when there's like spinning out, but then when he does, I'm just like, holy fuck, that's crazy. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see it coming. I didn't think. I knew Maverick lived, obviously, and I knew Iceman lived, but like I never thought anyone else was going to die. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I didn't, I don't know what I thought. But when that happened, I was like, oh, this just got really, real, really quickly. Yeah. Like it was a, you said it was a major tone shift. Yeah. It's, it is, it's also really sad because, you know, when 
when a character gets her comeuppance where it's like they're a bad guy, it's just like, you're like, yeah, fuck him, he's dead. But like when Goose dies, it's like, that was for no reason. Like he's just a cool guy. And it, it completely makes so much sense why like Maverick is put into a funk. Like he gets the yips and like he can't like fucking fly anything anymore because now he's only thinking about Goose and like the family he left behind. And like it's just so sad to think about what he did. Yeah, it's it makes sense like that would especially that was the first time he had experienced someone he had flown with dying too yeah like there's that comment where like when you fly long enough you'll always lose like it's bound to happen or whatever Mm -hmm. maybe that's only in top gun maverick i don't know now i'm having second thoughts i mean i think there's something similar to that in top gun though mm -hmm. i believe you where i I think they ask him like is it the first time you lost a wingman Mm-hmm. And then someone, you know, um, but like that's really impactful for anyone that's you know young Navy pilot, anything. Yeah, I think um, the introduction of so I'm thinking of like three different moments in the movie. The first in the beginning was when Krug gets his like yips and he can't fly the paint plane to the, like the hangar, like the um strip. And um, it takes Maverick to calm him down and get him towards the ship so he can, like, make a safe landing. Second time happens when Goose dies and they get caught in Iceman's, like, air drag or whatever they call it. And then that's what causes the engine to fail and they start spinning out. And then at the end of the movie, when um, it happens again, where Maverick is stuck in the enemy's, like, thing or whatever, and they stall out for a second. Each of those scenes, like, reintroduce the idea of, like, getting, like, the in your head like something traumatic happening causing you to impact your flight in the beginning it almost takes like two of his buddies it takes goose and then it almost derails maverick from the fight but then he comes back in and he can helps iceman saves iceman talk to me goose it is it's the it's the perfect reintroduction of an idea and a character overcoming that trouble like overcoming that idea i think my opinion Talk to me, goose. The talk to me, goose thing too with the dog tags. Yeah, it was good. Which I think I, is I, like when they're spinning out the at the end of the movie. Yeah, it's good. I like it. Oh yeah, talk to me, goose. You uh, do you have anything else you want to add, or you want to hop into ratings? Hop into ratings. Okay, you can go first. Um, I'm feeling a number in the '80s. Okay. I think I'm going to give it a, I'll give it an 86. It's on the side of like a 90 or so, like on the top half of an 80, you know, 85 and above. Um, I like Maverick. Um, I just, it's not, I don't think it's necessarily my thing. Like I'm not as, I'm entertained by it. I think the ideas are really cool. Definitely a classic, but um I don't know. I think maybe my some of my trepidation towards Tom Cruise is affecting my score, but it's just not a movie that I think I already watched in my spare time. And it is it's 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 a good movie, but um, you know, I don't get super excited to watch it or anything. Uh, Nick is disgruntled. He doesn't like my score. I just. No, it's not that I don't like your score. It's that I like it too much. Really? Yeah. It's like I I couldn't like it anymore. Is it an 86? Yeah. Fucking 86, dude. 80 fucking six. Oh, my God. That's crazy. 80 fucking six. I, I really like this movie a lot. I think it's a classic, and I'm glad that this was introduced to me. But I texted you this core. I mean, I was either you or Alex. I texted this a few minutes into the movie. Um, I said, this is very dated. And I don't think that necessarily took away from it. But I think watching it at this time makes it, you know, impact the movie. I think if, if I think if I watched this movie in 1986, when it first came out, this would easily be in the 90s for me. But knowing that we can do um, some of the effects so much better now, 
Um, and like just the limitations I had at the time make this score lower than it would have been if I had watched it earlier on in my life, even if I watched it as a kid. Um, I still think it's an awesome movie and I love it for the characters. I really fucking love the characters and I really, really, really like their like their relationships. I love the music. I mm-hmm. I get as simple as the story is, I get really into it. Um and like I I think it's awesome, but I don't think I'd go out of my way. If I'm going to rewatch a movie like this, I'm going to watch Top Gun Maverick. Um, it's not that I wouldn't rewatch this. It's just that there is a better alternative. And I think that's, you know, the limitations kind of knock a few points off for me. But I, I mean, 86 is a pretty fucking good yeah. score. I've See, given... Like the- better scores to not very many movies one two three four five six i've gone a better score to seven movies so let's not you know right i think that's why i was also kind of i was a little nervous to give a score first because i thought you were going to go like i thought you're going to like have a high 90 and I was going to be like, Oh, no, fucking no, no. like a dickhead. But it's kind of interesting that we have a similar score, but at the same time, it's for different reasons. Like, you know, we, my thing is like, I don't really like um, some of the action sequences and I'm just not super high on like some of the other things, but your whole thing in the most part, is just like it's dated effect. Like how, everything in hindsight where it's like it's a good story or whatever but the things that are the limitations of its time make it hard for me to get through the movie yeah which i guess comes down to the specifically the action scenes for me okay um but like i don't know i still like it a lot but it shows its age fair enough and it's the same thing if I watched A New Hope for the first time tomorrow, or like, I'm Empire's story is really fucking good, so I'm not going to use that. But like, someone watching the original trilogy for the first time right now would yeah. not feel the same way as people who watched it for the first time in the 70s and the 80s, oh, or yeah. even like when we watched it like in the 2000s, because yeah. like, it shows its age. Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah. And, like, it doesn't mean it's bad. It doesn't mean it's, like, by any means bad. But being exposed to it for the first time in 2022, it's like, all right, well, I can see that this movie's old as fuck. Yeah, I get that. But I like that charm. Of Me too. It. And I like that charm of Top Gun where it feels like a, a true 80s movie. So, yeah. I feel you, man. Yeah. Big three. Bang this out real quick. Yes, sir. Uh, this is a tough one to come up with a big three for since we're uh, we're doing Top Gun Maverick in a couple days. And you don't really... Uh, it's, it's hard to find one that can apply for one movie that wouldn't apply for the other. Like, you're not, you know, stepping on... Stepping Toesies. on each other. Yeah, stepping on them toes. So Corey, Mr. Fucking King of Naples, came up with uh, top three call signs from this movie. And I think that plays. Um, I think it's I think it's nice because like it is a big there's a big cast of characters. And granted, we don't consist like not all of them are super fleshed out, but it's still cool to hear some of the names. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So do you want to go? You want to do your three? Then I'll do my three or I can go first. I don't know. Mm-hmm. How about you go first this time? Yeah. Okay. My number three, initially this is going to be my number two, but I, I changed my mind, is my number three is Viper. That's just such a fucking sick name. Yeah. Like, that's that's just a cool name. It is. I agree. I, um, have, I have no nothing to back that up. I just think it sounds awesome. I think it's, it's a good one, too. Going along the same lines, because I'm pretty sure Viper is one of the... Um, 
I think he's one of the instructors too. Yes. I was gonna go with Jester because I there's a I think there's a line where Goose is like, "Oh, cool, it's Jester," and like talking about how like now they're flying against Jester, and mm-hmm. it's how it's gonna be like this huge like chasing. And I like how immediately it's like, "Oh, you're just scared of him," and I I like the scene where they do like the um step on the brakes and they go flying behind him yep. and catch up behind him. I think that's a great scene that he's involved in. That's that's one of the action sequences that I think still plays now. Oh, that's their, a great scene. The creativity with it, I just want to add, like their creativity with it definitely holds up. Just how it's shot is like uh, at parts, you know? Like you said, yeah. things are hard to follow. Um, scenes go from being in the cockpit and it's silent and then jump outside of the cockpit. It's like, no! <laughs> yeah, it's like, whoa, whoa. Yeah um sorry ears anyway uh my number two is hollywood hollywood really? so i'm gonna hollywood? explain hollywood is what they call adam sandler and grown-ups okay. i fucking love grown-ups hollywood okay. uh i think chris rock calls him that maybe okay and hollywood was cole hamill's the 2008 world series mvp and 2008 nlcs mvp's nickname because he was like this California kid, real cool, long hair, like just chill guy. And his nickname became Hollywood, going from Cali his whole life to fucking Philadelphia. And that, that like, just looking at that list, I saw Hollywood. I immediately thought of Cole Hamels, okay. South Paul from South, from the West Coast. All right. All right. My number two, kind of like in a similar way, was Iceman. Um, I think it's a, a really cool name first off and he's like very like because he's always cold like he has he's he's not scared of anything kind of thing and it makes me think of stone cold it makes me think of chuck the iceman liddell who was a ufc fighter and it's his thing it's he'll, he'll put you on ice was the thing like he'll put you like down kind of thing and um it just i think it's a cool name it reminds me of a, of a pro fighter um i don't know similar reasoning well you go ahead what was yours, Iceman? My number one is Iceman. Yeah. My favorite X-Men. Not that that's relevant. Oh my, my god, X-Men. how did I forget? Jesus, yeah. Uh, that's just a... I mean, for every reason that you said, like, that's just... That's a badass name. Like, yeah, you got ice in your veins. Like, you're... It's a, it's a cold name. No pun it intended. Is. Gotcha. But, I mean, yeah, you, I couldn't have said it better. So you it's can, just cool. It's yeah. cool, man. It's cool. Yeah, man. Um, my number one, I chose Goose just as as like uh he was one of my favorite characters from the, the movie, and I would be remiss if I didn't have him as like my number one just because I liked him so much and I liked his character and how he is written in the movie. So my number one is Goose. Also, I think like the the talk to me goose thing, um perfect. Wingman joke, goose, bird, wings. I think it's I do it think works. About that. I think it sells. Goose is my honorable mention. I don't love the name, but I love the character. He has my fair heart. Enough. Fair enough. I think fair enough is that one. Has my heart. One of my favorite characters in mm-hmm. the movie, to be honest with you. I think um we we made a joke before the pod started where it was just like they could almost given away what his number three was. And I was like, oh, my God, not Slider, because, like, one of the characters name was Slider. And it's, like, interesting call sign, but I don't know if that's the coolest on the list. No, I almost I almost just yelled, Hollywood! At Hollywood! <laughs> but I caught myself. Gotcha. Man. We can read off some of these others real quick. Maverick, <laughs> obviously. Uh, Cougar. That's Wolf, a good one, too. Wolfman. Wolfman. <laughs> Sundown. One of my friends that I play disc golf with. Um, someone calls him Wolfman because of his last name, last and that name. makes me cringe a little bit. I already know. <laughs> <laughs> God. Uh, yeah. Sundown, that's whatever. That's probably the worst one on here. Yeah, that's kind of it's like whatever. Yeah. But that's Top Gun, the first one. Uh, yes, Corey- sir. Quarry is going to see Top Gun Maverick real soon. Mm-hmm. And that will come out on Thursday, 
and then uh next monday what are we oh is that jurassic Jurassic world? park yeah Jurassic world yeah great i think i think it'll yeah. be out by then yeah great fun dinosaurs bro super excited can't wait max will be on for that i think alex will be on for top gun maverick um so we'll have people with us again for the next two but then we're going to get back to just me and Corey for a little while Um, radio yeah uh, you know nick and Corey in the morning so yeah that's do you have any last regards no i got nothing all right follow Corey on tiktok (laughs) because <laughs> he's the king of naples that should be flopping <laughs> what um the the newest tiktok that i put out kind of flopped oh i, was just saying, I like, saw that that made me that a should be sad. flopping yeah I was, I was a little upset by that but it's okay it's okay yeah. just because it was such a classic story yeah oh well stupid story should have told you but yeah, follow Corey on TikTok. He's a genius. I don't need, I mean, I say that all the time, but you can't say it enough. Um, give us five stars. Thank you to Anchor. And we'll see you on uh, Thursday for Top Gun Maverick. Uh, until next time. Uh, I'll see, see you, man. You, man. <laughs>